0: I just made the best smoothie. Like, I just finished it right before I pressed record, and now I'm dreaming of drinking it again. There's a, There should be a never-ending smoothie vending machine. If there's anything I want to invent in this world, maybe it's that. You never finish a smoothie and don't want more. Like, tell me that I'm wrong, because I feel like I'm very right. I think the smoothie I just made was... Uh, peaches and greens which I think is a very common combination but I've never tried it myself usually I make the same type of smoothie all the darn time it will just be like a mixed bag of berries I usually just grab them from Costco maybe a banana maybe some peanut butter or avocado protein almond milk that's kind of it but it's kind of fun to switch it up sometimes and can't hate using my new ninja wait you've got to be kidding me let's get this untwisted So today I would love to talk to you about gym intimidation. And it's so funny because I keep like writing down ideas that I've had for this episode for a few days now and every time I write gym intimidation in my phone, it autocorrects it to like the stupidest things. Like it, first of all, it's probably not a word, but I feel like it's something that sadly a lot of us are really familiar with if you've never really heard the concept before, the way that I have just understood it most of my life is essentially feeling intimidated in the gym. Therefore, gym-timidation. I think that this comes a lot more commonly with women in the gym, which is unfortunate, but it's kind of just the truth. I think a lot of that narrative comes behind probably being scared in the weight room, uh, and I think that I can... Testify firsthand that I have absolutely been there. And I kind of want to try a different method today for the podcast. I thought it'd be interesting if I just went along and answered your questions as I went instead of just saving them for the end. But I was the biggest scaredy cat of the gym for most of my life. So growing up, I was just very active in group sports. I was a soccer player, then I was a cheerleader, and I cheered with my all-star gym, which is like a club team essentially for cheer, and then I cheered with my high school, which was also competitive. So I was always just sort of in a team environment, which, you know, grills you to the ground In terms of conditioning, like I was always getting my butt whooped with cheerleading, so I never had to go to a gym otherwise. Whereas I feel like a lot of my friends in high school would get memberships to LA Fitness or 20. What's the other one called? 24 hour? 24 hour fitness? Fuck, what's it called? What's the fuck? Oh my God, it's like the biggest chain. What's it called? LA Fitness or 24 hour fitness. Is that a gym? God, I cannot remember anything right now. My Corona mind has wept my knowledge of the world. I used to see it driving on the freeway all the darn time. But, you know, anyways, a lot of people I know would get memberships to major gyms. And that idea alone scared the living heck out of me. So where I grew up, there was, I think, two main gyms, maybe an Ellie Fitness and 24-Hour Fitness. Is that the word? I'm just going to keep calling it that because I literally can't remember. But maybe you know what I'm talking about. So maybe you went to LA Fitness, or maybe you went to the other gym. And the scary part about going to those places was that they were public gyms. Like, obviously, anybody in your area could get a membership, which is, you know, great. Sure, everybody wants to go work out, everybody wants to get healthier, yada, yada. But I feel like the scariest part about that, for me, as somebody who didn't even have a membership, was the thought of seeing I don't know, like people that are older than you working out, people that are younger than you, like just other people, I feel like was intimidating. And I feel like you kind of forget sometimes, like when you're in your everyday bubble, you know, you just kind of have your, your close knit friends or your family that you're seeing. And those are the people that you're comfortable around. And sometimes, at least from my experience, I feel very vulnerable when I'm working out and I don't always want to share that with the world. Um, as I'm saying this out loud, I realize that I do record a lot of my workouts and post them on the internet, but I digress. But bottom line is like working out can be a very vulnerable thing. So going to an open gym where there are people from all across the community, all different backgrounds, all different age groups, it can just feel really, really scary. And I feel like there's a safety net that can come from going to, a gym that might be just with people that you know, you know, like for me with cheerleading like I knew every single person on my team, they were pretty much my family. I felt comfortable doing our core workouts together, but the thought of going to an LA fitness or like a public gym scared me so much because I didn't want to be around other people that I didn't know and I didn't want them judging me as I was working out. So I didn't have any experience going to a public gym up until I was in college. And when I got to college, it was kind of like my only choice. I really wasn't that big of a runner. I was kind of doing a little bit of uh, home workouts, dorm workouts, whatever you want to call them, but really not that much. I wasn't that motivated to do a workout in my dorm room. Like, let's be honest, the thought of that just sounds terrible. So going to our College gym was just sort of the only option for me. And I went to, a, I would say, like a big, small school. Like the undergraduates, I want to say, were maybe a little bit over 5,000 in total. So that's including all four grades, freshmen to seniors, which is definitely a small school, but it's not big enough where you don't know anybody, but it's not small enough where you know everybody. And we only had really one gym on campus where. Everybody went. So, if you were a student, you would go to this gym. If you were a teacher, a professor, a coach, you could go to this gym. Our student athletes worked out in this gym because we didn't, at the time, have other facilities for them. We had intramurals that would go on inside the gym because we would have like basketball courts where they would turn them into volleyball games or um, just actual basketball. So, this was like a one stop shop for pretty much anybody that was active on campus. And I happened to go to a very active school. Like I would say it was almost harder for people at my school to gain the freshman 15, for example, because everybody around you was so fitness oriented. Like people just wanted to eat healthier. People just wanted to work out all the time. So you were like, oh shit, if I'm not working out, then I'm not hanging out with my friends because they're all going to the gym together. Like that was just sort of the way that our school worked. So in some ways it was really great because going to the gym kind of became a social thing but in other ways it was also the most uncomfortable thing of my entire life like the th- <laughs> and i can't tell you how many times i would go to the gym just with the sole purpose of maybe doing cardio hopping on the bike going on the treadmill and i'd get on the treadmill and i'd look to my left and there would be my history professor like that was how small this gym was and in some Maybe for some people, that's fine. Uh, For others, like myself, a little bit intimidating, a little bit strange. And does not make me the most comfortable when I'm thinking about, I don't know, like them as a professor versus me as a student working out with them? Like the intimidation factor was through the roof. And that's just the first part of it. The next part of it was the weight room. I feel like it's one thing to do cardio next to your history professor, but it's another thing to go to the squat rack next to uh, perhaps your ex-boyfriend, in my case. (laughs) Should I be talking about this? No, probably not. Um, (laughs) Story for another day, but my ex-boyfriend and I went to the same college. It's uh, Yeah, anyways. There's a difference between, you know, just doing their cardio and actually conquering the weight room. And it shouldn't be like that. Like, I don't want to generalize, but if we're speaking in terms of women who sometimes can feel fearful of going to the weight room, it's so frustrating because what sort of dictatorship do these men have over a section of the gym? Like, it makes absolutely no sense. But when I was, I would say maybe the end of my freshman year or start of my sophomore year at my university, I finally decided I was going to start lifting weights. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I was absolutely terrified at the thought of doing so, specifically for the sole reason of I was going to have to work out with people that you know, it's like the the boys that you kind of know but you don't really know or the people that you're probably just really scared of and you've never talked to in your life or even just like good guy friends of mine I didn't want them to like watch me not know how to do anything and laugh at me like just all of the above. It was just intimidating. And I think I want to say it was the the starter middle of my sophomore year I decided to get myself a workout guide which I will get into, but I feel like that is going to be your sole savior when it comes to conquering the weight room. But I decided to start following Grace Beverly's Grace Fit Guide. And this guide was very, very gym heavy and specifically very weight heavy. And the way that our gym worked at my university was that there was an upstairs and a downstairs. And the upstairs was all of the cardio machines and a few kind of like more assisted machines which would be maybe like an assisted pull-up bar or like the one where you put your legs in between those bars and then you kick them up or down those kinds of machines that was all upstairs and downstairs was weights solely weights it would be free weights it would be lots of squat racks there was you know that giant section with the mirror Oh my god! I'm forgetting every gym term because I have not done weights in so long. I'm not used to like looking at guides and knowing what they're called. Um, oh, and cable machines. Those were all downstairs too. So essentially for me, it became kind of this mental battle that I had to fight between getting myself to feel comfortable downstairs because I would go to the gym and I would immediately go straight up the stairs because that's where I felt most comfortable. That's where I knew the most people. That's where my friends were because they would just kind of hang out on the treadmill. And if I was ever going to go downstairs, even just the thought of it would eat me alive because I was going to have to face these quote unquote scary men or just scary people in the weight room, blah, blah, blah. Like I just never felt confident enough to be in the weight room. But when I had to do this guide, I was kind of like, well, I I want to see the results from following this to a T. I'm not just going to let my own fear keep me from playing the game. <laughs> and I just, I really wanted to finally not be that person that's like, oh, I, I can't go downstairs. Like, I'm too scared to be there, you know? So what I ended up doing was waking up extraordinarily early before... Anybody else would be awake essentially. And I would go to the gym either right when it opened or just a few minutes afterwards. I think the gym would open maybe around five or five thirty in the morning. I'd get there around five forty-five or six. I know this is crazy even reflecting on it, but this was what ended up working for me. And I would kind of do like a maybe a five-10-minute warm-up on the treadmill, just kind of gain a little bit of courage. And finally After just my little warm up, I'd make my stride all the way down the stairs. And because it was so darn early in the morning, there were not that many people there. And if they were, they were so zoned in on their own workout, they didn't care less about looking around. You know, it wasn't kind of like the people who maybe show up to show off, if that makes sense. Maybe there are one or two staff members. Really, the entire downstairs was empty. It almost felt like the upstairs was more crowded than the downstairs in the mornings. And this kind of just gave me a little bit more confidence to be stupid because that's basically how I felt. Because if you've never touched any weight room equipment before, it can be very intimidating. It can be uh, not only intimidating, uh, dangerous, because these are, you know, huge weights that if you don't know how to use them properly can be really harmful. It can result in injuries. It can be really, really bad. But because I was there so early in the morning, I didn't have anybody huffing and puffing behind my back waiting for me to finish at a machine. I didn't have anybody, you know, watching me to make sure I was doing something right. Not in a dangerous way, but more so like, you know, if I would think that they'd be judging me. So I would literally go up to the machine that I was supposed to be doing according to my guide. I would read the instructions if necessary I would spend as much time as I'd need at every single station until I genuinely felt comfortable. And I didn't do it, obviously, in a rude way or anything, but... I felt so much better knowing that I didn't feel like people were watching me or I actually felt like I had time to learn how to do something properly. Because if I'm not using the right form, I'm going to hurt myself. I'm not going to see good results. It's just not going to be a positive scenario if I'm just rushing through things to get through the motions and get myself out of the weight room. Another huge thing is the darn squat rack. I would say it ended up taking me I'm not going to lie, I feel like a few months before I even gained the courage to use the squat rack. One, because it's just sort of somehow much scarier than any other part of the gym for some reason. I think because it feels almost like you're on a stage. Like, I don't know if that really makes sense, but like the ones at our gym, I think we only had, I want to say four or five of. So not only were they desirable, but they were also like what people would look at because they were humongous they were kind of elevated amongst all the other machines they were front and center they were right next to the windows so people i don't think intentionally but they would just sort of naturally look at you and because they were also desirable people would kind of monitor when you might be close to being finished or when it looks like you're almost done you know with kiss it cans free shoes motion sounds something like this kizik helps you experience the magic of motion with over 200 patents and easy on easy off technology you'll never have to touch your shoes again there are hundreds of styles and colors plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt for a limited time get a free pair of socks with your first order at kisik.com/socks. so everything about the squat rack intimidated me for the longest time and i think What ended up really helping me was watching other people I knew use the machine properly and seeing them, you know, put the weights on, properly apply the safety, make sure everything was good and solid before you even started the exercise, and just gaining the confidence to even go over there, I think helped me a lot. I think if you've never tried out the squat rack and it's something you've always wanted to do, um, first and foremost, I would say that... The squat rack, I would say, generally is meant for people who want to intentionally lift a lot heavier. So don't go over to the squat rack if you're just going to use the barbell. Like You can find a 40-pound barbell anywhere else in the gym, you know? So it's it's better for people who maybe need to be squatting or deadlifting 200-plus pounds, that kind of stuff. But don't be intimidated by that either. If you feel like you want to go over there and you're just going to add... 10 or 15 pounds to each side of your barbell that's amazing and good for you but really its intimidation factor is honestly just because it's so big and scary and I think it because it's so desirable you feel more pressure to use it and then get off of it as quickly as you can but as long as you're not being a hog like don't let other people ruin your time like do your sets if you need to do three or four do your three or four sets and they'll get their turn. Like, be respectful, of course, of other people, but they can wait. You know what I mean? Like, don't let the mean people push you away. But I cannot recommend having a guide more. I think that having a guide was the single greatest thing that allowed me to gain more confidence in the weight room because I had a plan. I didn't just go down there and say, "Oh, well, um the cables are open, so I guess I'll just do some tricep dips or I'll I don't know, try some pull-ups." I had a specific plan. I knew exactly how many sets I was going to be doing at every machine. I would you know, if I needed to switch around the guide because it made more sense for the certain gym that I was in based on where the equipment was, I would do that as well. But I think going in with an idea of what you already want to do is extraordinarily helpful. And then you're not just kind of wandering around looking for a purpose. You know exactly what you want to do, and then you kind of look like a badass because you've got your shit together too. This question says, how to not look like a newbie when you go to the weight training area? I think inevitably you will look like a newbie to begin with. I think one thing that could help you is going with a friend, perhaps a friend that knows it a little bit more than you do so they can help you you know, go from machine to machine safely, of course. I think sometimes it can be a little bit intimidating asking a trainer or a staff member, but that is genuinely what they are there for. So truly, if you have a question with something, I do feel more comfortable um, asking. It's almost like asking the teacher a question. Like they know what to do and they're trained on it and they're there to help you. So if you really don't know what you're doing, I think sometimes it can feel awkward or it can feel embarrassing, but truly that's what they're meant for. So don't feel bad about needing to do that. But honestly, I think if you can or you're able to, use what I did and go either super early in the morning or super late at night or just at off hours when maybe not as many people will be there so you gain a little bit more confidence doing it when not as many eyes are on you. Nobody's really looking at you, but you know, we all make it up in our minds, of course. But I think the peak hours are probably lunch time or, you know, five or six PM right after people are getting off of work and stuff. Try and avoid those times as much as possible, especially because I feel like those times Not necessarily are filled with people who don't want to be at the gym, but I feel like sometimes uh, it can turn into a social hour. And while that's fine and that's good, it's a little bit harder to stay focused on just getting in and getting out too. This question is not even a question, it's just (laughs) the best. It says, Creepy, gross men staring. How do I not become enraged? Honestly, this is so beyond problematic on so many levels. I think the biggest thing that scared me, you know, about going to those LA fitness or those 24 seven gyms, what in the world is that gym called? I can't remember whatever was literally this. Like, I didn't want to be around gross people who would just stare at you while you're trying to get your workout in. Um, I know that this is not an acceptable option in, uh, or how it should be. Let me phrase it like that. But I go to the gym, um, not looking my best, almost intentionally, like I will wear a big baggy t-shirt if it will cover my bum. I will wear things that I feel more comfortable in because I don't want to, I almost like don't want to give them the opportunity to look at me. Does that make sense? Which is so pathetic because I shouldn't have to change the way that I dress or look to not um, have people look. But unfortunately that is just sometimes the world that we live in. Um, I don't think that's an acceptable option, but it's just kind of what I do. That's just the truth. I know a lot of other people will sometimes suggest, like let's say for example, you're nervous about people like staring at your butt. You can tie a sweatshirt around your waist if you feel like you just don't want people looking at you, which I think is totally acceptable. Um I know I always feel super uncomfortable if I'm doing any kind of booty workouts like hip thrusts, for example. Dear God, it's like beyond mortifying. I don't know why, because it shouldn't be. You're just working your gluteal muscles, but you understand. Um, (laughs) I think a lot of times I would turn myself to a wall. So I was looking at the wall and just praying that nobody else was looking at me, uh, just hope and pray. Um, obviously if it's very serious or if it's legitimately uncomfortable, that's when I feel like you should bring in a team member a staff member or something. If it's a continuous pattern, if you're strong enough to do this, um, Go tell them to F themselves, honestly, or, like, confront them. Stop staring at me, you know? Like, why are you doing this? I don't know if I personally ever do that, but, you know, I feel like there are a lot of strong women out there who could, and if you can, all the power to you, because you'll probably just make them uncomfortable, and then they'll probably be like, I wasn't staring at you, blah, 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 which is just stupid, but don't ever change what you're doing for the people around you, particularly the people that stare at you. If you need to just turn to a wall so you are not thinking about them, great. But don't let them get into your head because honestly, they're just going to take away from your results. You know, this one says, how do you confront a gym employee that's always staring? Now that's a totally different story. If that's the case, that's extraordinarily uncomfortable. And again, I would confront them firsthand if that's seemingly a continuous pattern Also, if their manager is around, usually the managers are really scary for some reason. I would totally talk to them. Or if this is, let's say, um, a boy staring at a girl or a girl staring at a girl, whomever, and you feel more comfortable talking to another employee that you've seen this staring employee do this continuously, I would also recommend doing that because that's just unprofessional. And honestly, if it's really that bad, they shouldn't be working there this is a great question. How do you work out with another person that isn't at the same level as you are? I think that there isn't anything wrong with this whatsoever. I used to go with my friends to the gym often, especially when I was in school. And a lot of times, you know, they would be on the treadmill or they would go to the bikes and I wouldn't want to go on the bikes. I would go over to a machine or something, or I would somehow champion myself downstairs to the weight room. And I think that it can be hard at first because maybe you know, you want to stick with them or you want to feel like you are encouraging them or maybe they encourage you, but I would say this, if they are maybe a little bit more advanced than you are, try and take some tips from them or see how they can coach you to be better yourself. And don't push yourself to the point of hurting yourself whatsoever, but if you would normally on your own, maybe only do 10 reps of something and they're doing 15, try and make yourself do 12, you know, little things like that, that are going to push you to be better if you yourself maybe have a little bit more strength or, or are a little bit more advanced than they are, then I would find different ways to advance the workout maybe without making them feel bad. Like, let's say they insist on doing everything side by side with you and you guys are going to go do deadlifts together or something. Um, just grab your more appropriate weight so you're still doing the same exercises, but you're adding your own intensity. I don't think it needs to be something that's highlighted. Like you never want to make people feel bad for bettering themselves or just because you started your journey or you're further along in your journey than they are. That shouldn't be a bad thing whatsoever. Oh my gosh, I literally just mentioned deadlifts. This question is how to get confidence for deadlifts. I'm still learning and get stressed out. Totally, totally feel this one. Uh, In all honesty, one of Keith's roommates in college was a total gym rat. Oh, I hate saying the word rat, <laughs> but he went to the gym like it was his professional career. Um, honestly, I don't know why he's not a trainer or anything. Cause he's honestly amazing. But, um, there was this one time when I was at the gym really late and he happened to be there at the same time and he's just really knowledgeable. Like he knows his stuff. And I was trying to do some deadlifts, but I was really new to it. I don't think I'd been doing them for very long. And I would say when you're first starting out with deadlifts, the easier thing to do is to get the smaller free weights. Don't go to the squat rack, grab the ones that are just a single barbell. Maybe they're uh, 20 pounds, I think maybe all the way up to 80 or hundred pounds. I've seen those ones I would say are easier to start with because you probably feel a little bit more comfortable than going to um, a squat rack, but I happen to be at the squat rack. And I was trying to deadlift and I kept hearing all over social media, like how important deadlifts are because it's one of the best movements that you can do for your whole body. Like it works your back, it works your abs, it works your legs, it works your arms, you get the point. So I was really trying to get better at them and Keith's friend happened to be at the gym and I don't know how I gained the confidence to do this, but I basically asked him to watch me do a deadlift and per. Perfect my form or tell me what I was doing right or wrong. Um, I think that I still think about that to this day because, one, that's so out of my character to ask basically a swole mate. (laughs) Why did I say that? To to ask somebody that is so more advanced than I am um, a, a tip on something just because I feel embarrassed that I don't know as much as they do. But also, he was so nice to me about it and he didn't make me feel like an idiot, even though. I felt like one for asking. He was like, "Oh no, like the, you know, this is what you're doing great. Maybe here's a little tip for improvement." And I feel like that's just a good testament to remembering that whatever you're thinking in your mind, if you feel embarrassed or if you feel like an idiot, they're probably also flattered that you're reaching out to them for help. And also, they just want to to better you, you know. Nobody's going to be like, "You idiot, you don't know how to deadlift." Legitimately, nobody's going to do that. So, Don't be afraid to ask for help. I'd say deadlifts for me were one of the hardest movements to get down just because they're almost unnatural. I practiced a lot at home. I'm not going to lie. Like I would just go through the motions without holding anything. So then when I would get to the gym, I'd feel a little bit more prepared. Definitely, definitely start out with the proper weight. Go, you know, very light before you keep adding on weight. Um, But there are a lot of Helpful tutorials, I'm sure that you can watch on it. I know I watched a shit ton myself. And never stop going back to the basics, too. Like, those movements are the basics and they're the best for a reason. So, never feel like you can't keep perfecting your form. Do you find yourself judged by other women more than men when in the gym? I think sometimes, yes, in all honesty, because I sometimes feel like the boys are looking at the other boys, whereas sometimes the girls are just looking at the other girls. I think I've gotten over this a lot more as I've gotten older and I have to be honest, I'm just not that competitive of a person, which is good and bad in some ways. Like, you know, sometimes I need a little bit more of that drive behind me, but I think that that's just natural between like men wanting to look like another male that they um, idolize or maybe same thing with a woman. It's all stemmed probably from envy or or jealousy and i don't think it's meant to be a bad thing. I think sometimes um people can have resting bitch faces. Maybe they don't actually have any ill intent, but they can just kind of look like they have a sourpuss face on when really you think in your mind that you're being judged when in all honesty, maybe they're not even thinking about you. Or it could be the case where they're watching you because they're idolizing you or they're like, wow, I'd, I'd never had the, the confidence to go over to that squat rack and that girl's doing it and I'm kind of jealous. Maybe it's just something like that. But yeah, I've definitely felt that in the past before. I feel like I just try and not let it get to me and know that a lot of it is usually in my head. I just hate the idea of women against women. Like It, it just has been such a sour narrative for so long. I've been seeing narrative so much lately. Don't know why, but like there are so many other ways we can better use our energy than to put other people down, especially women. When is the best time to go to the gym so you don't get stared at by creeps? I cover this kind of, but I would say particularly early in the morning, I would say anytime before probably 8 or 9 a.m. is pretty good. Oh, also when I was in school, I had like off hours with my classes. So a lot of people all had 9 a.m. classes. Um, and one semester I didn't have a 9am class and I recognized that that was a really dull time at the gym also because everybody was either going to class or getting ready for class. So I would play with it a little bit too, find what works well for you and your gym, whether it's at a school or it's your, um, your local community gym. Sometimes you'd be surprised at the hours that are a little bit more dead than others. Also like two or three o'clock in the afternoon can be pretty dead, um definitely nighttime, like ten or eleven at night is always usually dull. Um always avoid like the lunch hour or the five p.m. to seven p.m. hours are usually terrible. And not even just because they're busy, but like every machine is taken and it's just not enjoyable. And then it's just gross and sweaty and ugh. Um, what's another good one? Oh, this is also embarrassing, but I feel like there were a lot of times when I would end up going to the gym. Um, late on like a Friday or Saturday night, (laughs) which sounds so lame, but it was just the way my schedule had worked out for those days. And those were pretty dull too. So especially in these Corona times, if you don't really have any plans, uh, not a bad time to go to the gym. How do you get over the idea that everybody's staring or the feeling of imposter syndrome? Oh my gosh. I think I had imposter syndrome specifically at the gym for the longest time. In all honesty, I think it just comes with time because, I mean, it's like anything that you do. Of, of course, at first it's going to be awkward and, and really, really scary. If you listen to my episode a little while back when I talked about going to my new um, fitness center or fitness studio for the first time, I was terrified, like literally terrified. And I look back and think about how scared I was or how I was speaking about it, um, almost Laughing at myself because now I'm I, I'm not comfortable 100, percent but I feel a lot more myself. Where I'm just like, oh, I'm just here to do my thing. I'm here to work out. I'm here to get my spot on, and then I go home and I have a good time. Uh, nobody's there to you know be mean to me, or I have every right to be there just like anybody else does. But of course, when you're new to something, it feels so darn terrifying. And I think that's the same thing with any fitness studio or even just with the weight room. I remember I felt that so much also with spin studios and I could never go into a spin studio because I never felt like I was cool enough to be there, which is just such BS. But Once you go there multiple times and you just realize like, this is just a normal place to work out, or maybe you feel a little bit more part of the community, it feels a lot more natural and you realize you were totally all in your head. So I know it's not like the best thing that you want to hear, but I truly think it just does come with time and you just gain your confidence over time. And honestly, maybe you just start to care less and less over time. Also, this question says, I always get intimidated by the free weight section. Any tips on how to overcome this? I would get intimidated by this section also because it felt like everybody um, almost had like a a position that they would stand in. And if I got in their way, I would feel like very um, rude or I'd feel uncomfortable or maybe they'd be glancing at me that I kind of got in their way or something. What I would always try and do would be grab my weights and go to an area of the gym that maybe wasn't as popular. Uh, A lot of gyms have like those open studio rooms, especially if they're not being used. Those are amazing because most of the time there's nobody else in there. Or if there is somebody else in there, maybe it's just a few other people who maybe have the same idea as you and they're just trying to get their workout on away from other people. Those I think are really amazing because they're full of mirrors. Um, Sometimes you can just blast your music if there's nobody else in there with you and you don't have to feel like you're being judged by the people around you. Before I started going to the weight room in college, I also was doing the Bikini Body Guide programs. And those, if you're familiar with them, are 28-minute workouts. They're four different circuits, or excuse me, they're two different circuits that you repeat two times each. And a lot of them are just a lot of body weight movements, but they also have some box jumps in there and some weights and whatnot. So you kind of need a little bit of space and it's a little bit of an awkward workout to just do like in the middle of the gym. So I used to go into those open studio rooms with all of my equipment. Like I'd grab literally everything and just move it all into that room. And then I would go crazy, go wild because I didn't feel intimidated that other people were watching me or judging me. And that was so darn helpful because... I just kind of had my own space. I didn't feel like people were watching me. I could do what I wanted without any judgment. So, if you have that space in your gym, I definitely recommend looking into it. I know sometimes you might have to reserve it, but usually that's a really good place to kind of hide out, if you will. This question says How to not feel like people are judging you by how tired you are after a workout? I feel this in my heart, in my soul. I don't know what it is about myself, but I am just the sweatiest human being. And that, for some reason, I know is just going to paint the grossest picture in your head. I'm not sweaty from like day to day, but for some reason, like you get me started on a good workout and I'm instantly sweating within like five minutes of starting. And I literally feel like I will look around and I'm wondering why nobody else It's even like, doesn't even look like they're tired at all. I feel like this can be a little bit intimidating because you kind of start to feel like a loser. Like, first of all, does that mean I'm way more out of shape than the people around me just because I'm sweating at an extraordinarily large level? Like, this is not normal. And also, it's just kind of gross on so many different levels. So I definitely feel self-conscious about that but I feel like I try and make a joke out of it. I think that's just kind of my personality, but if I'm sweating like crazy, first and foremost, I, a lot of times will wear t-shirts more often than not because I feel like it absorbs, (laughs) it absorbs the sweat a little bit better, um, (laughs) which is so bad. But If I'm wearing a tank top or something, and I need to go lie on a workout mat, a yoga mat or something, if I get up, like, there are my sweat marks on the mat. Like, very evidently, those are my shoulders, those where my skin was exposed. I'm much more um, sweaty there. But if I was wearing a t-shirt, it just sort of feels like it's staying inside a little bit. And then I can also wipe my forehead a little easier. I am getting a little bit too graphic here, but I think that... I just try and smile or I'll laugh it off because I also recognize how ridiculous it is. I think it all kind of goes back to confidence, if we're being honest here, because if you're so confident in yourself that you just know you're crushing this workout, but maybe you just get a little bit more sweaty here or there, um, it is what it is, you know? Sure, you could probably get your sweat glands removed, but who has the money for that? But also, everybody starts their journey at a different time but also everybody has their different start or their different struggles on their fitness journey. No journey is linear, first and foremost. And second of all, you don't know how far maybe somebody has come. You don't know what they're battling that day. Maybe they're even just PMSing and they have no energy to work out. Like I don't ever watch somebody else in the gym and mock them because they seem more tired than myself. Never, ever has that Ever come into my mind. And I would genuinely hope other people don't think the same thing if they see me so much more sweaty or more tired than themselves. I think sometimes if I see somebody who's more in shape than myself, it can push me in a good way to become better like them, to learn how to uh, better myself, to be as good as they were in that workout but you just never know somebody's full story. And I don't think anybody in their right mind would watch you doing a workout and say, wow, they're not very good, or they're more tired than I am, blah, blah, blah. Like what baloney, honestly. I also would highly encourage you if you have the opportunity or maybe after these Corona times are over and you find a gym that uplifts others as much as it uplifts you and it creates a space for you that you feel comfortable and you feel confident, seek that out in any way that you can, because it can feel so draining on yourself to maybe go to a community gym or something where you don't feel confident in your own skin. And honestly, from my own experience also, that can make me a lot less motivated to go work out because I don't want to go to that gym where I feel like a lazy piece of shit. You know, you want to go to the gym that makes you feel darn good. That's happy that you showed up that day. Maybe the coach even knows your name and they're happy that you're there. Those are the kinds of places that I want to go work out in. And a lot of times that does mean finding a studio because those are the coaches that are constantly there. Or even if it's a a YMCA and they're offering group fitness classes, maybe that's something you haven't tried yet, but have always wanted to go into that path. I always feel more welcomed and more excited to go to those classes because I'm excited to show up and they're excited when I show up. And I feel like that's really darn cool too. Don't go to a gym that you don't feel your best self in. Well, I hope that this helped a teeny weeny bit. I know that going to these big gyms can feel so darn intimidating, or even just finding the courage to like go over to the weight section can be really, really intimidating, but practice makes perfect. Give yourself some grace. Do maybe one machine a day that Is intimidating to you and be proud of yourself for even starting. And also remember that even if you're dreaming something up in your mind, that people are judging you or they're looking at you, I'd say most of the time we are all in our heads and you are bettering yourself. And that's what you need to remember when you're going down to that weight room. Remember how proud you are of yourself that you even did it. You started, you put your first foot forward, and now you're going to be so darn successful down the line because you made that first step and that's the hardest fucking part. Love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next Monday. Hope you are staying safe during this spooky, spooky season. Go to a pumpkin patch. Go tag me in your pumpkin patch pictures on Instagram. Send in any questions you have to the podcast. Email hello at twistypod.com or message me on Instagram at Taylor Woods with two L's. Love you all, and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.